Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Denex from Denex English Podcast. I'm currently in Finsbury Park in London. As you know, I'm here on my holiday and I'm sitting on a bench, not alone. I'm here with Franta, my friend. Um, hi Franta. Hello everyone. <laughs> so first of all, maybe I should tell you listeners how I know Franta and where he's from. He's Czech, he's from the Czech Republic. So he's my countryman and I I have known him for about let's say nine years, right? He has been in England for twelve years. Twelve years, 12 which years, is a, yeah. which is a very long time. So actually, I met him when I uh, when I lived in London, right? Mm-hmm. And he had been he had been in London. By the time I met him, he had been in London for about three years, something right. like something right. like that. Right. So we became friends through this. I think it was the like a. Uh, chatting site something like chatting site right yeah actually i should point out how we met with zdenek um okay maybe franta remembers the <laughs> de- details uh, i'm not sure if i remember details but i clearly remember meeting zdenek um on the chat line it was chat line i think by centrum c.cz it was a um yeah actually web when uh, where actually people get meeting and uh, chatting online yeah. and uh, most of them were from Czech Republic obviously yeah. so I think it was xxxchat.cz uh, x- 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 or something, yeah, something yeah. like that and, and obviously mm-hmm. when you when you come to England um, after some time you feel a bit lonely and you want to get together with the people of your of your blood so to, <laughs> so to speak you know so you are not against some parties you know get togethers with mm. the, the people of the same nationality as you are and that's exactly what happened to us yeah exactly it, it was uh, the reason obviously everyone had a different reasons to join the, the xchat but most of the time um, people would like to speak to the fellow member of Czech Republic or fellow yeah. let's say let's say uh, same nationality yeah. so they can actually uh, speak in, in a Czech language but uh, yeah that was the way we met with this and yeah. uh, I remember i remember the first conversation uh, was about football because, as you know, guys, I'm sure you know, Zdenek is very, uh, very, used to be a very good football player and still uh, very, actually, a good football fan. So Yeah, I'm a good football fan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, It's not too hard to be, no, really. No, no, no. It's about only supporting, being faithful to your club. Exactly. Well, anyway, we met through this community, through this yeah. chatting community, and then we became friends uh, almost immediately. I think it was mainly mainly because we really had similar thoughts, similar uh-huh. ideas, and uh, uh-huh. we had um, hobbies in common, like especially exactly. football and, especially and football. sport, so, you know. So then we met up and uh, we, we said we're going to play football together. Yeah. So that's why... That's actually when we started to play football together. Yeah. And I think and we started we playing started football here, exactly yeah. here. Exactly here, yeah. Right. Yeah, we are right. sitting in Finsbury Park, as I said, mm-hmm. um, and this is like a, a quite a big park, very green. As you know, parks are usually green, and uh, yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of places where where one can just uh, mm-hmm. throw in the ball and just play, you know, with people you meet. But sometimes yeah. you can even organize some kind of exactly. friendly matches. And yeah, and we did organize friendly matches, I remember. And uh, also, I remember we even had uh, some fans, didn't we? We With did. Some girls that we also met uh, <laughs> on the chat lines. <laughs> so we yeah. kindly invited them to uh, see I'm, our games. I'm not sure if they were really interested in the games. Yeah, at I least think, they looked like. At least they looked they, like. Yeah, they, pret- they, they pretended, they pretended. To, to understand football and football uh, rules. And At uh, the end of the day was yeah. not only about the football. Yeah. But anyway, that's another subject. I don't yeah, want to go, go yeah. to the details. I don't, I don't think no, we no. should go into this. It's not, it's not really appropriate for this podcast. You know, this is a decent podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, um, people want to learn English actually here, perfect. not to find out about our personal stuff. Yes. You know. But anyway, although I think it might be interesting for them, you know, maybe we would attract more and more listeners, but who knows. Um, so... Uh, You should point out that we are also both Aries, like born under the sign uh-huh, of Aries. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know, in my life I just kind of discovered that um, I understand people who are born under this sign. Mm. I get on well with them for some mm. reason. So mm. I think that might be one one another another possible reason <laughs> possible why we, reason why why we, we so still yeah, still keep in touch with, with, yeah. uh, with us and uh, yeah. we understand each other. So, I mean... Because usually people uh, born in a sign areas are kind of strong-headed. So if they yeah. have something in mind, they'll just yeah. go you, for it you, and you get s- it. You said it in a nice way. Somebody <laughs> might say pig-headed. Oh, big-headed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pig, pig-headed. Whatever, but I f- I'm sure people know what I mean. 
So yeah, it might be another sign, another reason why we still keep in touch with this thing. Yeah, because uh, birds of feather flock together. <laughs> yeah. you know. It's I like a, haven't heard that one, so I don't know. That's I like probably... an English saying, which means basically that um, the birds of the same kind, of the same species, right. tend tend to um, uh, gather together gather or muster yeah. Yeah, 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 in yeah. one place. Okay. You know, like they, it's like they're kind of in a circle and they don't let any other birds uh, interfere or something mm. like that. Mm. Right. Okay. So um, I um, I thought this was like golden opportunity for me to interview Frant. I didn't actually tell him. Well, I'm not sure. I might have touched up on this uh, before we met, like uh, when oh, we you were organizing this I have meeting. To say, I have to admit you haven't. You have not touched uh, this think, point. So uh, I'm not sure. I, I was think I have. completely unprepared to uh, do maybe, the interview. Yeah, but okay. It's just long, excuses. As, I think <laughs> as long as it kind of uh, as. As long as you benefit from that, or at least as as long as some other people will benefit from the interview, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to again. Thank, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> don't say it uh, so loud because <laughs> you might end up doing this every time I That's meet you okay, from, no from now on. Uh, yeah, I, I thought uh, this is a golden opportunity for me to uh, actually introduce you to Franta, and this is. Not only because his English is really great, and not only because he has been in this country for such a long time, and he has uh, really, you know, he's been in this country of native speakers. In we are in Great Britain, we are in England, but also because I think Franta himself has really an amazing story to tell. His his kind of experiences. Um, um, I'm just trying to think what story you mean because uh, like it's um, it's from for me. Uh, you're a kind of person who. It's like from from zero to hero. You know? oh, like right. you are very determined, as you said, you're pig-headed. Yes, you are. Okay. It's it's what the Aries are generally, <laughs> and you always are yeah, like always trying to achieve. Uh-huh. Uh, you're ambitious and uh, also willing to work hard. And if you combine all these attributes, um, this is what mm. happens that you succeed in life. And I think it exactly happened to you. So you may actually. So I don't think this is the best thing to do, right? Grass right cutter, now, okay. cut the grass. But at least people can hear this is real. This yeah, is real. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not uh, it's uh, not something that we prepared yeah. in advance. So exactly. So um, this is the proof that this conversation yeah. actually is going in real. It's a bit distracting. Real and that's all right. He's going away. He's going away. Oh, no, he's not. He's not. He's coming even closer. He's coming close, and <laughs> hopefully this guy will come to senses soon and stop <laughs> annoying us because uh, we will have to start shouting here in order to be heard. Uh, anyway. Yeah, he, he's going away, he's going away, it's yeah, alright, all right. it's alright. I think maybe we should move, you know. <laughs> no, 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 he's no, alright. Are no. you sure about this? He's moving. So yeah. where were we? Yeah, we are talking about you, how you became, well, what actually, why I think actually you are the uh-huh. right right person to interview uh-huh. for my podcast. Why? Because I think you could serve as kind of an inspiration for mm-hmm. my listeners. Okay. Because when you came here, you told me yourself, Your English was absolutely zero. That's okay. right, absolutely. Okay. So, interestingly enough, when you lived back in the Czech Republic, mm. you were a DJ, you were a radio yes. DJ. Is yes. that so? Yes, yeah? that's right. So, uh, it's kind of a, let's say, high-status job. You know, not everyone can be a <laughs> DJ because you need to be very talkative and... Uh, not engage. necessarily, I have to say not necessarily because people sometimes think by mistake that uh, DJs or actors are naturally naturally um, outspoken people or they always have something some jokes on their minds but it's not really true because uh, if you are DJ you have to actually you have to think that it's your job it's your job you do what you pay for and uh, once you, you actually leave the studio then you become a normal person so even though I wouldn't classify myself I wouldn't consider myself as a talkative or kind of outspoken person <laughs> it's just something that uh, DJing was something that I loved I loved music I loved uh, talking to the people but uh, of course it sometimes did get tiring I have to say so not necessarily you don't have to be not have to be outspoken or always jokes in your mind so and uh, obviously I met I met few people from that field and uh, they were not Not always jokers, mm-hmm. not always mm-hmm. uh, funny people. Funny people, not always. So mm-hmm. it's a job. It's a job. So 
not necessarily have to have a big mouth all the time. Okay, but like my image is that a DJ, it's like a, one of the better jobs, let's say, or at least it, it's it looks cool. The, it's it looks cool. <laughs> you know, it looks cool. It's what I, what I'm aiming at <laughs> is the fact that you actually changed your life upside down when you came oh, here, right? Well, Because yeah. it, was, it was an absolute change. You came here as somebody who cannot speak the language, so mm. you couldn't possibly be a DJ here, obviously. You had to, of course you had not. to do with... Uh, let's say men menial job, mm. right? So when you mm. came, it must have been a culture shock for you. First of all, mm. why don't you tell us, Franta? Mm. Uh, why don't you tell us about the reasons for coming here, actually? Well, the reasons uh, were first of all, as you said, I didn't speak English at all when I came here, so I wanted to learn learn English. I wanted to uh, be able to speak English because that obviously. If you speak, uh, doesn't have to be English, but if you if you speak another foreign language, it kind of widens your uh, horizons. Mm -hmm. So uh, then you can obviously learn. You can speak to the people from different cultures and learn from them something. Yep. So uh, that was my first aim to stay in England for about two years, I believe. That was my <laughs> yeah initial initial aim for Should two years mm -hmm. uh, to get better in language and then come back to my. Home DJ, country. DJ oh, yeah. job. That mm. was my plan, but it didn't go that way. <laughs> it didn't. It no. definitely didn't. <laughs> it did not you go got stuck way. here. You got stuck here. <laughs> and and uh, it's been 12 years, right? It was 12 years. But back to the back to the beginning. Uh, you were right when you said it was kind of a huge culture shock for me. I did not. Obviously, I did not expect such a shock, and I was not prepared for that. You were very young at the time, of course. I was. I'm not. I'm not pointing to the fact that you are uh, old now, but no, no, no. I mean, um, <laughs> you were younger, let's say. You know, like I was the uh, same age as you are at the moment, so I was very young. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but um, okay, you didn't know exactly what to expect, of course. I this had. Is, this was I the had first no, time. I had no idea. Whatsoever, you, what's did, you hadn't done it before. No, you hadn't done no, it before. It was no. your first time. Yes, and it's as you say, culture shock. Uh, everything is different. You have to cope with the completely different things yep. in your daily life, mm -hmm. and such as language is the first one. Okay, then um, you need to find your, a job. So. You need to find a job. You obviously need to find, or you have to have a people around yes, you. Yes, yeah. that's what keeps you going, and especially again, if you are Esperanta. Again, if you if you have friendly if, person, yeah, you if need you have a people, then uh, you need to understand what they say, <laughs> because obviously meeting with Czechs would not make sense at all mm -hmm. in terms of learning different language English. Yes. Sometimes so, it happens that the people of the of the same nationalities come to join their countrymen, yeah, uh, and they help each other out a lot, you know. But, this But it can be counterproductive in the long in the long run, right? Can if be they get stuck in these communities. Yeah, counterproductive in the way that if someone wants to learn language mm -hmm. then they can't actually stay or can be stuck yes. in the I, Czech I, I, community. I think they adopt wrong attitude from the beginning and they, 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 they kind of get used to it Yeah, and then it's hard and, for them to change this And sadly attitude. enough I've met some people I've met few people who've been here perhaps longer than me I don't speak English at all. I know. Which is, I, which is very sad. I and, can only confirm uh, that And it's a shame because uh, you know once you live here To be able to speak the language, the country you live in, is a respect. So, you show in if you don't speak language after after some years, you show in disrespect to the country where you live in, and that goes for everyone. It doesn't go only for English. Mm -hmm. It goes everyone. So wherever you go, you should be able to speak at least at basic level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think well said, Franta. Okay, tell me what you did here at the beginning. Right, so at the beginning I was working, I actually got a job in the kitchen and as the a work, cook. it wasn't as a cook, it was kind of kitchen porter, so, so I don't what know, does a kitchen, kitchen I don't know, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if um, people or your listeners know what kitchen porter means, but basically, uh, I'll put it this way, imagine yourself uh, washing dishes eight hours a day, six days a week. Oh my so, God, I can't even imagine myself doing this for 30 so, minutes. <laughs> so imagine that, doing it for eight hours, for six days a week, and then oh you'll get an idea what kitchen porter means. So you had it so, like Sunday off only? Uh, yeah, maybe Saturday or Sunday, but oh basically I had uh, only one day off and uh, six day on and eight hours on a shift, right? Yeah. Um, You get a half an hour break, I have to say. That was a positive point on it. And you get... For lunch. Least, you get lunch free. 
Oh, you get lunch free. Lunch free. Okay. So it's so not. It, it wasn't too bad, to be honest. At the, you know, <laughs> at recent recent circumstances, that circumstances, it wasn't too bad. And you didn't have to like prove your language abilities. No, no, no. At this position, no. No, <laughs> you had to prove you are willing to work, and yeah. uh, obviously you are quite a reliable person. So at least you turn up on time to your work. Mm. You do your job. Mm. That's it. So at this kind of position, there is no such a requirement for okay. for language. Okay. But still, obviously, you have in your to head, be, you know. You can do more, right? So yes, you it's have like, to. Be, it's like I was say, temporary. You have to. Measure see, you, you still have to speak some kind of basic language. Oh, yeah, okay. even at this position. Right. Now, uh, I had a choice. I had a choice to stay at the same position, so to be happy in the kitchen, washing dishes, uh, do your eight hours, and go home, or you can be how do you say um, uh, ambitious? Oh, mm -hmm. ambitious! Yeah, ambitious. Uh, or you are more ambitious and. Uh, You just kind of say, well, um, I'm kitchen porter, but I know, I know I can do better. Mm. I know I can get better in English. Mm. And as soon as I get better in English, I can start to look for some other jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay. For so example, that, that was always in your head. You kind, of, was, that was always you kind of always knew this was not your final destination, exactly. obviously. I knew, I knew that. You knew, you knew this yeah. was temporary measure. You knew you would yeah. eventually learn the language yeah. to a certain level, exactly. which would be appropriate for you to move yes, on. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that was my exactly aim. That was my aim. Get rid of the kitchen. Get out of the kitchen. <laughs> get rid of uh, the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to blow it up or what? Well, yeah, at the end of the day, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got enough uh, okay. from the dishes. Uh, but yeah. I was actually I knew I'm gonna move away I'm gonna move up a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to move up I knew I had to uh, be better at language at, at, at English but English. you didn't want to move up within this kind of what was it restaurant no 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 like no, no you didn't no, no, want no. to have an I mean, ambition to become a waiter or a chef a no. chef or, or a manager of no the because uh, the thing is uh, <laughs> as, soon, as soon as I got a job in, a, in a, that industry in the hotel industry yeah. I saw people I saw guys, perhaps my age, even younger. Obviously, uh, their English was so much better than mine, yeah. and they were doing uh, porters' jobs. I don't know yeah. again uh, if your listeners know what porter means, mm -hmm. but if you go to the posh hotels like uh, I don't know Hilton or Holiday Inn, you are a customer. If you this, the moment you walk through the front door, mm -hmm. they'll meet you, they'll greet you, they'll take your luggages up to the room. If you if you order tea, coffee, they'll bring to you, mm -hmm. and then so they kind finish, of take so care of kind you. Of take care of you since the friendly people. Yeah, since you walk through the door until the moment you leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so part of the that job was package. quite. Yeah, it was actually interesting for me because you get the decent pay plus you get decent tips to your pocket because every time you take uh, take any luggage to to the to the customer's room. Mm -hmm. You get some tips like five pounds is it or like, one pound. Is it something that is always done? Is it some it's kind of not um, always? But I would say in ninety percent, yes. Yeah. So ninety percent of the guests would give you. So some it's like kind of un, unwritten rule that this yes, must be exactly. done. Some etiquette. It's like when you go to a restaurant, you always should you, give some yeah, kind of a some tip. kind of tips. Yeah, at least 10% yeah, percent of the ten, of your at least spending. Spending. But it's so, not compulsory. You know, no, it's, it's not. Like, it's okay. not. Obviously, it's always get uh, will of the guests. Yes. So uh, it's not always, but as I said, 90% percent people. So that was you. your second job, actually, yeah. And eventually, eventually, after after maybe two years, I can't remember two years. Yeah, since 2000. Yeah. I came in England in 2002, mm -hmm. and I got this job in spring 2004. So after nearly two years of kitchen pondering, let's let's oh put it this God. way, uh, I got this. For me, it was a dream job. Yes, mm -hmm. I got it. It must. It must have been a change, uh, and I wonderful was, change. And wonderful change. I was so pleased with myself. Yeah. I was so happy and proud because um, uh, new motivation for you. You know exactly. Like, uh, Again, it, it actually widened my horizons and opened up my another another opportunities for you. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. once you get better, you get a better position. You meet up with different people. Exactly. And gives yeah. you yeah. obviously you more options. More options. More yes. options in life. Yeah. So, um, how did this go? You learned. You had to learn the language, right? Uh, of, uh, first you had of to all, speak more more than in the first, kitchen. Obviously. Of course, of course. First of all, you had to be able to deal uh, with customers over the phone, hmm. which was which uh, is even harder sometimes. I found than, it, this than is the hardest thing to learn. Yeah, <laughs> in here is a handling phone calls because That you don't hard. have any eye contact or nothing at all. So yeah. you have to understand just from the from the voice you hear actually mm -hmm. and this is hard if you're not used to it first mm -hmm. of all so mm -hmm. that was hard that was another challenge for me mm -hmm. 
to handle to be able to handle phone calls. But uh, I tell you through, I I wasn't kind of learning for this specifically handling phone calls. I just mm-hmm. let my brain <laughs> to take it up <laughs> and work for me. And I found out that the brain is a, such an amazing, such an amazing <laughs> thing. You got it for free, so just let it work. Just mm-hmm. let it work, mm-hmm. and it'll soak it up. Yeah. So after a while, uh, actually, it surprised myself that I was able to handle the phone calls. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I was handle, I was able to handle the phone calls was that every day, every day, again, eight hours. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't actually washing up the dishes, but. I was meeting up with people. I was mm-hmm. chatting with people, and I was forced. I was forced to take the phone calls. Mm-hmm. And right? this this kind of language you were learning, uh-huh. it was good for you because it was in a way a drill, wasn't it? Like the conversations you had were pretty much similar. It was uh, in a way of yeah, similar. But there were some polite phrases like um, introducing your. Of course, but. Every day you had a different situation that you yeah. had to kind of encounter. Mm-hmm. So because every guest had a different needs. Okay. So first of all, you had to understand what the guest needs, mm-hmm. the guest needs, and then uh, obviously find a solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And doing that in a different language, it's not sometimes it's not the easiest task. Yeah. I have to say. So that way I was forced. I was forced to learn, and I was forced to learn fast if I wanted to stay in that job mm-hmm. okay and because again I wanted that job I wanted so badly I forced myself I said I kept saying to myself yes yes you can do that you can do it's not that difficult yeah you had and optimistic <laughs> minds and it, wor- it worked it worked it worked at the end of the day so Trust after a few months after a few months four months I was kind of I was kind of confident self-confident mm-hmm. I gained gained decent amount of self-confidence of uh, handling phone calls and handling the situation face to face difficult situation sometimes yes so do you remember like what was the most difficult situation you had to deal with uh, was it something like something really so memorable that you you could that even time, remember it I'm just trying to, this, to remember to point. you mean the worst situation i had to deal with yeah or something time. something you know something really difficult uh, or something. if uh, we had if we had uh, because the hotel i was working in It was kind of uh, very expensive hotel situated in the in the Soho, which is the heart of London. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, a Chinese town, yeah. It wasn't in Chinese town, but close to that. Next, mm-hmm. uh, I just. But Soho is also the Chinese town. It is the Soho and the Chinatown. I think is across the road. So is mm-hmm. Chinatown is not in Soho, but it's close. Okay. It's close in walking okay. distance, two minutes. So this hotel was. Um, actually occupied sometimes by special people mm-hmm. special people like actors uh, singers and groups famous groups and uh, also these people sometimes had uh, <laughs> strange requirements okay yeah, so let's say they were a little bit posh maybe yeah, let's say if i can use the term posh <laughs> yeah so posh um so uh Sometimes so what did they ask for, for example? They ask for things like strawberries at night and stuff oh like that. Oh my God! Right. <laughs> Blueberries. So uh, really. And if you did not have it, then you had to somehow obviously it, find it right? or get it because there, these people believe have not paid perhaps three or four hundred pounds per night. So mm-hmm. if you they can't afford it, and it's no, like no, no. If you turn to the Czech currency, you get kind of idea of what the hotel was like. Yeah. So. Uh, That way you couldn't say you couldn't say I'm sorry I can't do it. Yeah. There was no such a word I cannot do it. So things like that special needs for mm-hmm. these people. Interesting these people. So what next? And uh, I stayed in that that job for about three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of the towards the end of the the three years three years uh, period, I badly wanted to move to Brighton because I love sea. Um, kind of sea person, believe it or not, <laughs> Czech person, <laughs> someone born in in a Czech Republic, country has no sea at all. Sea at all. Right? You just fell in love with the sea, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to move to sea coast, seaside. Otherwise, I would have stayed. I would have stayed uh, at the at the, that hotel. Perhaps I would have been here in by London. now in yeah. London. Yeah. So in uh, 2007, I moved down to Brighton, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I settled down in Brighton. 
I continued with the job, but not as a porter, but I got job, uh, first of all, in the reservation office. So it was job in the office. So again, kind of step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't based at the reception, but I was based in the office and... Uh, the new task for me was handle the uh, email conversation. Okay. Okay, which is again not one of the easiest tasks. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you have to you have to be quite good in grammar at, at writing I mean, as well. It's not so it's, it's different skills. It's like different it's skills. Writing, it's, 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 so it's writing skills. In the office, right. you use telephone and mm-hmm. emails. Mm-hmm. So you become you became more. better at that. <laughs> yes. You became better at spoken English. At your speaking skills kind of improved mm. but uh, but then writing uh, writing, writing is something different is something i had, had never done but, before so but then again this is this is writing this is like if you can if you have the chance to take your time at least a little bit mm. you can get it right you can learn it you it's, can, like, yeah. it's not so much the more, pressure the more, on you no the more you emails you send the more conversation you have the you, better you get you, you so obviously it's the same as i actually pointed out with the with the telephone conversations yeah, so the, the more you do the better you get mm-hmm. so did this went this went well again uh, that went well yeah hmm. but um, I was uh, kind of let's say not really happy with the office job so eight hours in the office sitting in the office on my ass me as a sportman wasn't quite good yeah you need to move your ass a so bit. And uh, I started to miss the portering job because porter job it wasn't just sitting uh, at the reception desk. It really? Was moving you... around <laughs> and uh, chatting with people. So I started to miss. So this was miss. like more more of a and sec- that was secluded, secluded kind of loner, yeah, yeah, yeah. loner's type of job. Yeah, <laughs> sitting yeah. in an office. Sitting you were alo- office. alone in the office. I wasn't alone. I wasn't alone. I was with uh, two fellow workers. But obviously, mm-hmm. the job in the office did not suit me at all. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I started to miss the porter job, so I applied for a concierge job called Porter Concierge uh, in a similar hotel, Posh Hotel in Brighton. And eventually, uh, because I had done before and I had this experience, I got that job in uh, in Brighton in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if I if I name it? Well, I <laughs> is think it, it is. My <laughs> yeah. podcast is not that famous, and it's okay. it's a podcast for free. So, okay, uh, perfect. So it no, was hotel no. here, Hotel Duvan in Brighton. It's again very famous brand in the UK, um, and that was, I would say, even more interested than in London, <laughs> uh, because uh, apart from taking the luggages, apart from chatting with people mm-hmm. and helping, you had to park their cars. Oh, okay. Right. So that was. That was again new task that I had to cope with right. somehow. So you had a driving license uh, and you were a driver in the Czech yes, Republic, but yes. you actually but at the time weren't used to driving cars. Were not used to driving cars because you didn't have UK. your own car, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's different when you drive uh, Skoda, Skoda in Czech Republic, or if you drive Bentley in the UK. So. Uh, that was quite different, and uh, I was a bit scared. I was so scared. How, how did you, how did you learn to do this? Like, I mean, how did you, s- how did you even start? Did you take some extra lessons? Or? No, I didn't start. Uh, lucky enough, I didn't have to drive <laughs> too long and too far away. So basically, once the guest pulled out, okay, and got off from the car. My job was to take the car to the garage, which was, let's say, a reverse 100 meters, and then bring it, bring it back, which means actually shift it forward for 100 meters. But sometimes I tell you, it was it was more than enough because uh, the garage wasn't quite a big one, and I had to actually, uh, I had to, I had to take there about nine cars, right? Oh nine goodness. cars in a distance of nearly I don't know 20 centimeters <laughs> of each other. So just imagine you drive in Ferrari and you park it next to the Bentley. So and don't even really you don't even scary. want to imagine you don't so, even so want to think about scratching the car. So what, what would happen if you scratch the car? You have to, <laughs> you have to pay all the damage or did it happen to you? Uh, it actually did happen, yeah, I have to admit that. It did happen. when I was actually pulling out the, the garage I hit the I hit the curb across the road I hit okay. the curb across the road and uh, I scratched a little bit the, the wheel 
yeah. which is brand new. Yeah. As I learned after that, the guest actually bought brand new wheels weeks ago or two okay. weeks ago, and I scratched it. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is obviously the the hotel was insured for this kind of thing. Oh, so okay. it wasn't me. I okay. <laughs> did you know? That. Did you know it was insured? Did they? Did you? Did they keep you in the dark for some time? No, 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 no. I think the hotel paid for the damage. Yeah. But again, I, I think the hotel was insured, so he eventually got the money back from the insurance yeah, company. Yeah, sure, sure. But it wasn't a good feeling at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of challenge. Mm -hmm. I can say now, I can say I've driven Ferraris, I've driven Bentley, mm. uh, I've driven Maserati. But do you, do you have your own car now? Uh, no, I don't have my own car because uh, in Brighton you don't actually need it. Everything is walking distance, so you yeah. don't necessarily need to have a car. Mm -hmm. But at least I can say I've driven a Mercedes, I've <laughs> driven a Bentley, I've driven Porsche, I've driven Ferrari. That's you, true. Even though it was only parking. It was only parking, <laughs> but I have driven it. <laughs> <laughs> who can say that? Yeah. Exactly. Who only, can say that? only Franta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So now. You moved even level up, right? After that, well, I stayed about two years in that position, as far as I remember. And then uh, I got a job offer. I got a job offer position as a duty manager. It was kind of level up. It wasn't it was no longer um, concierge. It was no longer reception in the office. It was kind of office, but it was the job with more responsibility. I started to be responsible for other people's jobs. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to be able to organize daily routine. So something like human resources, or uh, it wasn't human resources. It was a kind of duty manager. So you had to organize the the girls, the chambermaids. You had mm -hmm. to organize chefs. Mm -hmm. You had to organize the rota schedule for mm -hmm. all of them. So you were if like someone, their supervisor. Yeah, right? supervisor, in way, exactly. In a, in a way, supervisor. Plus, if the someone actually, to you. yes, if uh, if someone actually left. I had to be able to find out new one, train new one, mm -hmm. and uh, yes, that was new task. So can I just ask you, what kind of people were they? Were they foreigners or...? Most or? of them they were foreigners. Did, did you have to deal with some native speakers maybe? Yes. Because that yes. would be interesting, like you, yeah. a non-native speaker. But yeah, I know at, at the time you obviously could speak English very well, and uh, now you can hear you're a perfectly fluent speaker and can't even tell the difference. Yeah, but the thing is... Uh, if you are in a position you offering a job someone, it does not matter whether you are a native speaker or you're not. Obviously it doesn't. My point was just the, but the you know I mean, the, the, the sometimes feeling, the native, the native speakers might feel like how is this possible? That, but uh, this is something that is not uh, if I put it this way, it's not your problem. It's not yeah, your problem course, because at the end of the day mm -hmm. uh, they're looking for a job and you have it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm just wondering uh, yeah, how, how no, this no, no. must have been for them, you know, because... I felt, from the very first beginning, I felt sometimes quite weird, yeah. to be honest with you. Because I was interviewing native speakers, but, uh, but now I actually look at it from the completely different perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, as, so, I, as I actually, as I said before, before you even actually switched the, uh, the microphone on, <laughs> um, I don't consider myself now as a, as a foreigner or someone... That, who is actually, of course, legally I'm not British, I'm not English, mm. but I don't consider myself a foreigner because mm. I, once you live here, mm. you uh, respect the country, you respect the rules, you even actually employ people. You follow the laws. I think, so, but this comes up probably later after living yeah, here for a longer time. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't, yeah, it does, you didn't course. feel like this um, mm. at, at the beginning, yeah. right? Obviously, uh, sometimes at the beginning when you employ in native speakers, you you can actually feel that a bit awkward. you're awkward in a way that they obviously can speak better <laughs> English yeah, than that's, you. That's, that, that, that was what I was aiming but, at, actually. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's now not, it's not I, such I a big it's deal. Not, it's not such a big it's deal. Not such it's not a big, big deal. deal. And as I said, once you once you have, uh, actually have a job to offer, there's, you know... Yeah, end, no end, of the, end of the story. Exactly. So I moved up and uh, I started to be, let's say, duty manager or manager of the hotel. It wasn't the same duvan. It was a smaller, it was a small guest house. So I left. Unfortunately, regrettably, <laughs> I left the Ferraris <laughs> and Bentleys and uh, I moved. You must have missed it. Oh, yes, I do miss it now, I have to admit. I do miss <laughs> it now. So I moved there uh, to the smaller hotel. Which is called Seafield House. It's a small guest house, privately owned. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started uh, to work as a as a duty manager, someone who is not 
responsible only for his own job, but for jobs other people. It was again, again, step up and the challenge I had to deal with. So see what I mean, listeners. When he came here, Franta, Franta was a kitchen porter. Kitchen porter. He washed, he, he washed the dishes. Yes, right? I still do wash it. I have to say. Yeah, but at home, I do wash it in your free, in your free time, right? That's right. And you and don't get paid for it, but no, no, no. But sometimes, if believe or not, if people uh, need to help in the kitchen. I do go downstairs yeah. and just wash the dishes. I don't mind. I you, don't like, mind. you like to remember your old times? Something I've done it, so you know, yeah. something I just can't. I think this must. Can't get rid of it. You, you must, in a way, get respect from your, you know. I believe so. I believe so. From, from your. I believe so because if I employ someone, people tend to stay with me. <laughs> yeah, it's and like not leaving it, for one it, week. It looks so. like very friendly. Instead of being. Instead of being bossy, project, projecting yourself as someone yeah. bossy or cocky or arrogant or yeah, something like no, that, no, it's not you show way. you show that you're willing to do the same task as they do. Maybe you can you can kind of show them the way to do this. You know? Yeah, and I mean, this, this is, is possible to one day become someone like you. <laughs> so you see, listeners, I don't is, I don't see myself I don't see myself as someone special because you. Well, but actually, this is this is special. You I mean, present from, me as a someone special. Well, but I don't see I don't see it that way. Well, well, I think it's it's a special story to tell, really, <laughs> like from from the kitchen porter up to the duty manager, whatever that means. Sorry, uh, I don't I don't I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still understand it, exactly what it is. Duty but. manager. Okay, so imagine if if I take it to the to the hotel. Yeah. You're responsible for if uh, for chambermaids, so oh, okay. you have to be able to tell them which rooms are to be cleaned, mm-hmm. which are not. You kind of look after yeah. the whole. You look whole after hotel. the you whole. Are, the, yeah. You are the person in charge of the whole hotel. Exactly. So There's no whatever. one above you in the hotel. Of course, obviously, you have yeah. some. Yeah, but su- at uh, the moment, superiors. You are, yeah, but you are at the that boss. place, you yeah. are the boss. You are the boss. So how does, how does it to feel to be a boss? <laughs> it must feel different than being a kitchen porter, right? It you, in, feels different the, because in, you are responsible. That's it. In the, the kitchen, the, in the kitchen, the, uh, you, the only thing you're responsible for is uh, the, the clean dishes, yeah. the, the, dish, the dishes, and uh, now you're responsible for fire alarm and stuff like that. <laughs> now, I mean, obviously, the level of responsibility is enormous. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just you can't compare else. it. You can't compare it with the kitchen. So you but you're handling it well, right? You, you're I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I'm still not in jail. You're a responsible so I person. Think, I uh, think I c- quite handle it well. Yes. Yeah. You'd, so um, and you, are you this kind of person who handles the pressure well? Like, how is, how is it with so. you and pressure? Like, do, do you get stressed so. at all? Or? I do get stressed. Obviously, everyone gets stressed, but but someone uh, more, someone less, of course. You know, yeah, like. but I do get stressed out, but I know how to handle it. Yeah, I think I did, I ideally. I think too much of stress is bad, and too little stress can be bad either. So ideally, there is some kind of balance. You have because to a little exactly. bit of stress can push you forward, right? Mm. You have to balance in a way that I've got, uh, I've got my hobbies, obviously. Yeah. So okay, uh, that's another point we wanted point. to get yeah. get to, because okay, just just to repeat this, uh-huh. you you were a kitchen porter and now yeah. you're a duty manager. <laughs> so we, I think we have dealt with this. We have covered this topic very well. Uh, it's your job. Uh-huh. I think it's very inspiring stuff. This is, is something it? I okay. wanted to do on the podcast uh-huh. as the most important part of it. Okay. But obviously, there is more to you than just uh, your job. Franta. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Uh, <laughs> what should I say? Something clever to the listeners. <laughs> but just to end, <laughs> end this. End this. End this phase. Phase. Well. But nothing is coming up on my mind. I mean, you said Zdenek that you obviously you are a teacher. You are yeah. teaching English, and uh, most of the time you teach foreign people. Uh, come into Czech Republic. They well, I wouldn't regulate. say most of the time, but let's say but this, this is my preferred, preferred you do that, variety you know, of the do. job. I'm doing and, uh, teaching foreigners. Obviously, yeah. some some people that you teach uh, will listen listen to this podcast, will they? Um, not, necessarily. not necessarily. Some of them might. Some of them might. Okay. Actually, some of my students do listen to this. Right. Uh, or some of my ex students, rather. But, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Most of my listeners are people I have never seen in my life. Oh, I Let's see. put it this okay. way. Yeah. So, I just want to say for whoever it is, whoever actually comes, let's say, if I point it out, Czech Republic, yeah, mm. guys, learn the language, learn the language. Yeah. Don't be, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to mm-hmm. uh, to come out of find, your comfort find, zone. Just come from yeah. the, of the, your comfort zone and find your Czech friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of do that because this is the way how you will learn. Very very fast. What did you mean? You find your find Czech friends, so you actually don't stay in your community. 
means? Uh, I didn't understand. Uh, you because didn't understand, the listeners right. might be from different countries. So all right. What do you what do you meant to what you meant to say? Okay, was so let's say in general, if you go to foreign country, don't don't stick around with your with your kind, right? With right. your species. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's put it this way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously, just try, try yeah. to mingle more. Yeah. Try to mingle more and um, socialize. Get with get the this natives. interculture attitude. Yes. Socialize with natives. Don't don't um, get too overexcited. Don't brown nose or no, don't become no, no. some some kind of an ass licker. Uh, but um, you know, be friendly, exactly, and warm, and um, just maybe find some community through through your hobbies. That's that's the best way. That's, that's the best that's way the how best to learn way, language. Because best way. Yeah, you, you, you know, in order to meet some natives, you need to offer them some value, right? And um, it could be like playing tennis with them, or you know. Yeah, whatever. Right. So um, I, I don't think we have so much time now because Franta is actually heading to an embassy, right? <laughs> I'm heading to embassy because uh, I wanted to be Czech ambassador in London. Yeah, I, I, I actually, <laughs> this is this is exactly what I wanted to say because after hearing you talk, well, you started off with saying that you are not so much talkative or outspoken person. <laughs> no, so I'm the, not DJs I'm, don't don't no, have no, to no, do no, this no, no. and stuff, but actually. Uh, which doesn't happen on this podcast very often. You didn't let me speak much, which is great because this was about you. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe you are an ambitious person. Maybe you really want to become an ambassador. Yeah. Um, are you I are you applying to, for a job there? I'm applying for a job. And yeah. You must, you, like obviously, you, may, be, you have to make the first impression good. Yeah, so yeah, You so must be there in time, right? That's why I wear uh, my shorts and uh, and trainers. That's why. <laughs> Okay, Franta is currently uh, wearing uh, white socks, the summer the, um, the summer socks, uh, white trainers, and which jeans. which are down to the ankles and yeah. also white uh, trainers, um, mm. ordinary ones. Uh, yeah, I don't. No, think they're not ordinary. They're Adidas. Okay, they're Adidas. Original. But, uh, it says original. Original. Uh, right, but I don't think he would go for such an interview in this in in this kind of in this kind of clothing. So, Franta, how much time do we have? Uh, we have about 10 minutes. We have about 10 minutes. So in these 10 minutes, we have to make the most of it. We have uh-huh. to uh, make the hail while the sun shines. Mm-hmm. You know this expression? Uh-huh. No. Have we have to make the hail. We need to learn. Okay, this is another proof. We are really in London. In a park. In, in a London, park yeah. in London. Okay, we are. This is not made up story. We are no, in London. No. It's real. Mm-hmm. So we have to make the hail while the sun shines. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So if the if the sun comes out, there's no way we can make the hay anymore. So mm-hmm. you have ten minutes to do this. Okay, right? I don't understand what I have to do now. Well, what you have to do now is to just carry on speaking exactly right. what you did okay. before. Okay, okay. Like, no, no. I think we might actually um, turn to some of your hobbies. You know? All right, my my hobbies. We okay. might we might talk so, about this um, because you are a sportsman. Obviously, you follow mm. football. You've been well, a football player yourself in your life. You know, yeah, you know me. Uh, I know you quite well. When we when we met, we yeah. were playing the football. So this is my first hobby: football. I used to play football at some decent level in Czech Republic, mm. and uh, I played football here. It wasn't on professional level, obviously, but uh, again, it was uh, it was a league mm-hmm. which was called it was called. Uh, Sunday league. So it was a it com- was organized. Com- competitive football. It was competitive football organized. I think this guy is back unfortunately. Unfortunately but yeah he, hopefully he's not gonna stay he's not gonna stay long. Yeah. So this is my first hobby football. Obviously my second hobby was the gym so I was uh, going to the gym three times a week and uh, playing football meanwhile unfortunately uh, I had a, I had a few Surgery on my right knee. Did you have so, the surgeries here in, in UK? Uh, three, three in Czech Republic, one in UK, in London. And unfortunately, I had to stop playing football because of the injury. Was it something the doctors told you to do? Uh, or no, they you, never told me that. They never told me that. It wasn't so so serious, but I just decided myself that mm-hmm. I've had enough. I've played enough, and. Uh, I'll hold in my hobbies to another direction. Yeah. I think we got just hit by some kind of little stone or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I think this anyway. is because of the grass. Yeah. So now I don't play football, but my first hobby is now street workout. So okay, street workout. Street workout. Okay, can you can you explain that street, street workout? workout? It says in the name that you work out with your own body. 
So whatever you find on the street outside, for for example, if we sit in on a bench, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we can kind of push up. You could do push-ups, easy push ones. Ups. Yeah, yeah. You can train you abs on the bench, triceps, triceps, everything. Easily. So yeah. that basically means street yeah. workout using your own body weight without without mm. uh, lifting the weights and without going to the expensive. Yeah, gym. you know, I, I go to the gym myself. I, I've mm. recently come across with the TRX. Do you know this? Oh stuff? yeah, TRX very it's great. It's very very yeah, good yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you can yeah. just attach it to. It's like the three and what is it like out, two yeah. ropes? Yeah, and you're you're handling the, some kind of yeah. handles. And, and what, what you do, you have to size. keep it keep it straight. Yes. And then just you you just work you out just with, your, with your body. You, you just pull yeah. yourself to the tree and yes, just go, yes, and go yes. back. Yes. And, and you, you can concentrate on various muscle groups. Yeah. And this is something you can just take to the park Anywhere. and uh, attach it to a tree. Exactly. And you just have a really lovely workout. Or then if I now if I actually point out you as an example, you've got a house. You live in a house. So you can install a pull-up bar yeah. in your in your uh, let's say bedroom, yeah. and you can do pull-ups anytime yeah. you like. So yeah. you don't have to go to the gym. You're right, but so un- unfortunately, I'm this. Uh, it's about two o'clock, mate. Two o'clock. Yes. yes. All right. So this is another example. We are in real situation. The guy, the gross cutter, came to us and asked about the time. So yeah, he's yeah. been told. What it time? was it was actually the same person who yeah, it was, was the same person who annoyed us at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast and yeah. now a few seconds ago. Yeah. But so yeah, uh, this is the street workout. Yeah. I think the the idea of street workout is not to go to the gym. But you actually work out with your own body weight, mm-hmm. with anything you find outside. Mm-hmm. Also, another good point is that uh, you hardly do it on your own. So that's you, that's my point. Yeah. For me, this is not so easy, you know, to make myself do it. I mean, if I attached uh, a, a pull-up bar in yeah. my room, as you yeah. as you suggest, yeah. I'm not sure if I would be able to actually. You don't you have know, to work uh, out. Pursued this. Anytime you walk, anytime you walk through, you do few few pull-ups. It's just I'm, it. it's just about my will. And if I actually go to the gym, it's like I'm being I'm being judged by other people. I'm being watched, and it helps yeah. me actually because you know, like every time I don't go to the gym for a long time, the and will, then, I, then I turn up. Yes, the they'll will. tell me something like, "Oh my God, how mm. long haven't you been here? You're so right. fat now," or something like that. So we we kind of motivate each other. We encourage each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So uh, I need people around me when I do this. And that's exactly what happens in street workout. You have a guys yeah. around you yeah. who supports you, shouting at you, do mm-hmm. it, do it. Mm-hmm. So that way, actually, you push yourself mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone. <laughs> that's it. Okay, so that's what you're doing. That's one of your hobbies. Yes. And also music. Uh, I listen to music sometimes when I get a time at home. So I go on YouTube and uh, mm-hmm. listen, find some music. Mm. Trends, your favorite. Yeah, of course. So you, you, have, you have the <laughs> same taste. Trends, yeah, yeah same, taste, same trends. taste. So, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, Franta, this was really pleasure and honor and privilege to, ha- to have you here on this podcast. Don't Thank ex- you. Excuse ex- how do you say that? Don't, ex- don't ex- exaggerate. 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 Yes. But uh, I really have to say that your English has uh, gone through a lot of phases of improvement. I can feel it. Like I remember you during my own times yeah. here in England, yeah. which was like yeah. eight years ago. It was different. It now was you're a very confident speaker with really good accent and uh, <laughs> and the most important thing is the fluency. Yeah? Uh, you are more fluent than me because you just yeah. I think you are. I mean, I'm I a teacher, know. I mean, I can do this too, but sometimes I struggle with the choice of words, with the choice wow. of vocabulary, but okay. for you it's like natural. Why? Well, it's because you've been here in England mm. for such a long time and you deal, the, with, well, you deal with people in English yeah. Yeah, on a yeah, daily yeah. basis yeah. and uh, you are surrounded by the culture, you are exposed to the language. Mm. Mm. Just if you go, go on a train, or you yeah. hear the announcements, you know, you hear yeah. the announcements around you. If you English is around you, and maybe you don't is, read newspaper. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you do. I do. I do. You actually do. But yeah, what so. I was gonna say is, uh, obviously, if you if you uh, if you learn English in Czech Republic, if you use your books, mm. and uh, if you eventually go to school, you only learn the proper English, as the native speaker says the. Queen's English, the RP, Queen's yeah. English, RP or Queen's English, Queen's English, English, which you will never heard in a place like Finsbury Park. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that guy really spoke no, English no, it, at all. It was, to be honest no, with you, was it English at all? Definitely not uh, Queen's English. Definitely yeah. not. So, 
the advantage of being here is you get used to the slang language. You get used to slang and where there is varieties, I would say, of, of, of the English, basically. Yes. Um, so Sometimes non-native English as well, which yeah. can be interesting okay. too. Okay, Franta, once again, thank you very much. I don't know if there is any, any last word you would like to tell my listeners. Um, I, I, I want to say it was a privilege for me, guys, to do this interview. It was a privilege for me, Zdeněk, that you actually offered me this opportunity to talk to you, your listeners, actually, hmm. your fans, obviously. Hmm. Yeah, I wish your podcast goes very well. And uh, the amount of listeners you have only grows. Only grows yeah, only especially grows. after yeah. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, don't you mean that. Have, you might have contributed. I don't mean that, but obviously, yeah. Take I, the responsibility, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you all the best. And uh, all the guys that uh, you listen, you listen to this podcast and you try to learn different language, whatever it is, doesn't have to be English. Um, Don't be shy. Don't be shy to speak. Don't be afraid to fall. Mm. Don't be, be afraid. Be brave. Exactly. Be and brave. Go for it. And don't be afraid, even if you don't understand properly. Even if you know your grammar is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Just face your doubts. Uh, face your doubts. Just, just do it. Just overcome and your fear. It's always better to say it, even if it's wrong. Yeah. Then stay quiet. Guys. You will learn Remember. from it eventually. Exactly. Like if, if it's and wrong, this is, you will get some response, right? And this is not something that I read in a, some clever book. This is something that I have. That you have through. experience. So yeah. Yeah. do it this okay. way, guys. Don't be shy and just speak even if it's wrong. Speak up. Very nice words for the end. Of Thanks this, for everything, guys. Episode. And I hope I'll be able to talk to you once again. When well, Zinni, so do I. So when <laughs> when Zdeněk comes comes back to England eventually, or when he comes here for for, for next visit, interview. for next visit. Yeah. yeah, I might come just for another interview. You know, this time pleasure. it'll be always it seems, pleasure. It seems like uh, this was really. Beneficial, beneficial one. <laughs> a great contribution to the to the podcast podcasting okay. family of, of this. All right. Thank so, you guys. So Thanks very much for Thanks very much, Franta. Lovely to Thank have you. Thank you. See you. Bye bye. And bye bye. Bye.